Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to listen to more of LPJ and Sphinx, make sure to check out Last Action Podcast, where they discuss action movies. If you're looking for more Matric, check out twitch.tv slash matriconstage. That's M-A-T-R-I-K. You can also check out his work on YouTube, and that's Matric on Stage there as well. For more of myself... Craig WK, you can listen to podcasts like The Legend of Retro and Noiseland Arcade. If you're interested in supporting Noobs and Dragons, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can pay $5 a month for access to Behind the DM Screen, our behind-the-scenes monthly special. This show wouldn't be possible without our patron support. Thank you. Welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. Okay, so Ophelia and Jean-Claude, the two of you uh, are are in the camp. Uh, Jean-Claude, you have these weird, like, kind of scars on your hand now, uh, the palm of your hand. Uh, the Philip Baril and the rest of his family are still asleep. I. Uh, and uh, you're still kind of tired. You feel like you could stand to go back to bed, uh, Jean-Claude. Uh, yeah, let's clean the blood off and then uh, what the hell. We'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens. Ophelia, keep an eye on me. If you get, uh, if you get uh, what are they called, uh, handcuffs, uh, maybe cuff me to something, uh, keep me from wandering off. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and sleep. I don't keep handcuffs. I look on my, I look at the ten foot chain in my bag. Hmm, ten foot chain would do it. Whatever you gotta do, just keep me in this tent uh, and keep sharp objects away from me. You know what? Maybe you should hold on to this rock. And I gave her the rock. It's a, a pretty sharp edged rock. Uh, you can't tell if uh, uh, it was purposely like smashed against something to make it sharp, or just coincidentally was sharp. Hard to tell. Uh, I thank him for it and put it in my pocket. You know, have a sharp rock. Uh, are you going to tie Jean-Claude to anything or tie him up with chain uh, or just keep watch on him? I think I'll just keep watch on him. Sure. Uh, go ahead and make a uh, perception check for me. I feel like tying him up is a very different podcast. <laughs> that is probably true. Podcast uh, I don't <laughs> want to be a part of. <laughs> you kidding me? Can you imagine the numbers we'll get? <laughs> uh, 15 on perception. With a 15, you keep an eye on Jean-Claude and, you know, make sure that you don't see him sneaking out of the tent or anything. And sure enough, yeah, he seems to sleep through the uh, the night. Uh, he doesn't seem to toss and turn or anything. You know, things seem fine. Uh, and with a 15, uh, time goes by. And uh, aside from uh, uh, the Baril family who popped out of nowhere, uh, things seem to go pretty smooth throughout the rest of the evening. Uh, dawn arrives, and uh, maybe even a few hours after dawn, Jean-Claude wakes up, and uh, the Burial family uh, uh, are having uh, like their first meal of the day. They're like using the fires to fry up eggs and use you know eat dried meats and stuff. Uh, 
Actually, no, they wouldn't be frying eggs. They would be uh, doing like eating hard-cooked eggs because they're traveling. Uh, but yeah, they have a, a pretty decent meal, and they uh, offer some to you guys as well. Oh, thank you guys. I sit down and partake. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It, uh, it was a night, that's for sure. Uh, Philip just kind of nods, uh, and his family are there. They make you know, uh, you know, polite conversation with you. Uh, you know, throughout the the breakfast, they're all fairly nice. Uh, the child is well behaved. You know, uh, it seems like he's maybe like kind of young teen as far as halflings go. So you know, he's kind of learning the family trade at this point. Uh, but Philip asks the uh, asks the two of you. Uh, he says, "So uh, are you?" Uh, heading to the north, you said? Yeah, we're headed to Rayburn Falls. I said it's what uh, uh, Jean-Claude there was saying. Uh, it's a beautiful city. Uh, hopefully you don't have any trouble heading through the woods. Thank you. Yeah, I hope our adventure is a little less ev- eventful the rest of the way. He kind of nods. And uh, uh, as far as that goes, do you guys have anything you'd like to ask or talk about to... Philip Baril of the Baril uh, Vineyard or family that owns a vineyard. How long? Uh, how long have you been in the uh, the wine business? Well, the Baril family has been making wine for uh, well, probably uh, uh, five hundred years. It's pretty good. This is delicious wine. This is maybe the best. This is the best wine I've ever had. This blueberry wine is our specialty. Uh, very I, good. Do hope that uh, you continue to enjoy it. And he pulls out a uh, bottle for each of you and uh, hands it off. He says, if you should happen to uh, run into civilization again uh, before Rayburn Falls and uh, you know, decide to share it with an innkeeper, you pass it along that they uh, should you know, send word to uh, the burial family and we'd be happy to do business with them. Oh, I definitely will. Uh, you said you have family in uh, Rayburn Falls? Yes, we have a uh, family uh, who uh, decided to live there. Uh, a very, very nice family member, a cousin of mine. Uh, his name is Fritz. Fritz uh, Boril. I will, uh, I will look him up when we get to River Falls. Uh, if he's as nice as you, uh, I, I think he and I shall be good friends. Oh, he's very nice. I, I enjoy Fritz greatly. Uh, he's a little, I don't know, eccentric. You know, considering what I've seen over the past uh, few days, I'll take eccentric over uh, any of that. He kind of nods and sort of looks to the south and has a glazed sort of odd expression on his face. Uh, if you want, you guys can roll insight if you want to try to pick up on that. Uh, that's an eight. That is a... Where the hell's insight? Burr, 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 burr. That is a 22. Uh, with an 8, you have a hard time reading him. Uh, but with a 22, uh, Jean-Claude, he's, you know, seemingly kind of aware of the weird stuff going on to the south, uh, you know, with uh, south of Lava Cloud Village. And when he brings up uh, 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 that he kind of gets what you're talking about, yeah, he sort of stares to the south, and you think that he's kind of uncomfortable and maybe doesn't like the, the idea that he's stuck going uh, to that village. Don't stay too long, my friend. We very rarely do. Uh, sometimes we don't even stay the night. I wouldn't recommend it. That place is uh, is creepy. He kind of nods and doesn't really say much. Uh, the family doesn't really seem to join in on that conversation, though you think that they might have a, uh, a good idea of what you're talking about. Yep. All right. Well, I got nothing else. 
Uh, no, yeah. I don't have anything else either. Well, the I hope your journey is safe. Yeah, he uh, bids you guys farewell, uh, wishes you the best, and uh, lets you know that uh, uh, if he ever sees you in his travels, you guys can share wine and trade stories in the uh, the future. But until then, he bids you adieu. Good day to you. Safe travels, my friend. Yeah, and uh, so you guys pack up and uh, leave your friends behind as they load up the uh, their you know belongings into their carriage and uh, start to head south. You it's guys. nice to uh, it's nice to run into people that uh, don't want to kill us or possess us. It's pretty great. Yeah, when's the last time that happened? It's been a while. It's been a bit, hasn't it? I. Mm. Uh, so you guys, uh, start heading to the north. I, uh, if you guys want, you can make those rolls again that you had the previous uh, episode. Uh, uh, finding your way, survival. Finding food and water, survival. Keeping watch as perception. One roll per day. Uh, right, I'll take. Uh, Finding our way, survival. All right, I'll do food and water survival. Sure. Uh, Nineteen for finding our way. <laughs> One. First of the we recording. We didn't find session. food. <laughs> yeah, first of the record. Uh, you, yeah, you are unable to find food or water, and you're stuck using rations and your water skins throughout the day. Awesome. What was the other one? Perception. Uh, well, it's only one roll per day. Okay. I. Uh, and so, uh, Ophelia, you, uh, after maybe about a half day's travel, uh, about maybe 10-ish miles down the road, uh, you do find the trail that uh, the Burial family uh, took, and uh, their, uh, 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 their, their carriage passed to the south, That you know, of course, and that uh, came from a road that sort of veers off and uh, heads to the east. Uh, you think that'll take you away quite a bit of ways away from uh, 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 Rayburn Falls. I don't think we want to go that way. I think we probably should just hurry up and get there as fast as possible. Probably a good idea. These woods uh, can't be worse than what we've seen already. And so you guys I'll head deeper into the woods. Uh, and so, whereas before it was kind of like patches of trees and plains, now you're getting more into a forested area. Uh, and it's not especially dark. There's not, you know, too much, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, branches up uh, above you. You know, the sky's still easily seen for the most part. Uh, and so you guys start heading into these uh, uh, woods. And as you start, you know, or continue heading north, uh, it seems like the uh, the trail starts to kind of head a little bit to the west. Not necessarily a direct path to the, the west, but it seems to kind of veer west as it's heading north. And uh, as far as that goes, uh, uh, Jean-Claude, uh, roll me a uh, d20 uh, just on its own and let me know what the number is. Good. 14. With a 14, I... Uh, Nothing really seems to bother you guys as you're heading along the trail. Uh, things seem pretty fine. And uh, evening starts setting in, and uh, you feel like it's about time to set up camp. All right. Uh, it's nap time. All right. Don't go wandering off again. Yeah, we gotta. We should probably uh, come up with a plan for this. Uh, so, I mean, obviously you're going to trance first, and then uh, I'll sleep after that. But... Um, you know, keep an eye on me. Make sure I don't uh, 
try to hurt uh, myself or you. I hope not. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, would you guys like to uh, set a fire? Uh, find a clearing and uh, set a campfire? Do we want to set a fire or do we want to mm. uh, maybe stay stealth? Uh, maybe we should set a fire because you can't really see very far without it. That's fair enough. All right, fire. So, you guys uh, start a campfire and uh, you guys set up your camps, tents, you have your rations. You know, compared to the, the, the hard-cooked eggs and meats that you had uh, this morning, it's not quite the same. Uh, but regardless, uh, maybe about an hour passes and uh, uh, <clears throat> Ophelia takes her trance. Jean-Claude, if you would be so kind as to make a perception check. That is an eight. With an eight, it's sort of hard to, to tell uh, what's going on around you. So the, the campfire illuminates the, the little clearing that you're in. But, you know, the tree line is pretty close and there's a, you know, it's a forest. So there's, you know, it's sort of hard to see, uh, you know, through the trees and stuff. Uh, but you stop and listen and you hear uh, wildlife in the distance. Uh it sounds pretty standard for a forest. Nothing too crazy. Uh, nothing seems to come closer or anything like that as far as you can tell. Uh, time passes, and uh, Ophelia, you uh, arise from your trance. Ah, uh, I feel rested. That's good. Uh, uh, nothing crazy seems to have happened. Um, well, the night is young, so here we go. That's all right. It gave me a chance to think of some ideas to keep you in from leaving. Uh, it, does it involve that chain? No. I, all right. So I take out my one of my cooking pots. I take out a uh, one of my. Uh, what else did I have here? I take out. I do take out the the chain, and I'm going to put the stuff right in front of the opening to his tent. So if he tries to walk out, I'll hear it. No, that's pretty slick. All uh, right, uh, maybe keep an eye on me, too, just to make sure. Yes. And so, uh, Jean-Claude, you go into the tent and uh, try to get some sleep. And, Ophelia, you're going to keep watch. Go ahead and make a perception check. That is a 19. With a 19, uh, you are keeping watch. And you have dark vision, you know, so... So, you know, but the, the, the campfire illuminates pretty brightly, uh, which is about the range of your dark vision anyhow. And uh, roll a d20 for me. Uh, 15. And uh, time goes by. And what did you have for uh, perception again? Uh, 19. 19. With the 19, you feel like... Maybe about an hour or so into uh, Jean-Claude's sleep, you feel like maybe the ground rumbled just slightly. And you stop and listen. And nothing seems to get closer. And you don't really hear anything. You hear the cracking of a, like a branch in the distance. But you stop and listen again. And whatever might have been there seems to have maybe gone in a different direction. 
Uh, didn't seem to get any closer, that's for sure. Uh, and you listen, and nothing seems to come out at you. Uh, time goes by, and you keep an eye on Jean-Claude. He doesn't seem to move from the tent. You don't hear the rattling of, of you know, uh, uh, pots or, or chains or anything like that. And uh, finally, the, uh, the sun kind of rises and doesn't seem to immediately uh, awaken uh, Jean-Claude as the trees block a lot of light. And so, you know, a little bit of time passes and finally Jean-Claude wakes up as the sun is starting to rise. Did you have a good sleep? Um, I think so. Yeah, Jean-Claude, you didn't seem to, to have any nightmares that you can think of, uh, at least none that you remember. Well, it's better than nothing. Yeah, I seem to have slept fine. Uh, I didn't move at all. I didn't uh, get up and try to stab uh, anybody. Not from out. No, not from outside. What? I don't know what you did in there. Well, I don't appear to be bleeding, so uh, that's a plus. Yeah, you look down, uh, Jean Claude, and the uh, the scar on the palm of your hand is still there. It's still like a, a red mark around on your hand. Uh, but aside from that, no, I. I no new marks are on your hand or anything. I don't recognize the, the mark at all. No, you had looked at it the other day, and if it's if there is sense to be made of it, it was not completed. All right. Okay, uh, I guess we pack up and uh, move on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you guys pack up uh, your guys' tent. Uh, and before you guys leave the area, uh, you guys kind of... Well, actually, no. I, I guess I should ask. Is there anything else you guys want to do before you pack up and take off? Um, I told Jean-Claude about the rumble I thought I felt in the the eerie feeling I got. Anything uh, come of it? Uh, you didn't see anything else? That was it? The rumble and the feeling? No, that was it. Whatever it was, it, I guess it didn't come any closer. All right, well, I guess we press on then and uh, be happy it didn't come closer. Yeah, we should probably keep an eye out, though. Agreed. Yeah, so uh, you guys can go ahead and once again make your uh, checks if you want to do survival uh, to find your way and survival for food and water. If you would prefer to instead keep watch, cover your trail, whatever you'd like to do, just let me know. I think I'll take perception this time. Okay, I'll find our way. 19 on perception. 18 perception and survival? Uh, 13. With a 13, it's a little tougher to tell in the woods to find, you know, finding your way uh, than it was out in the open plains. But you feel like you're doing a, a pretty good job. Uh, with an 18, uh, you're keeping watch. And so, Ophelia, uh, maybe about a couple hours go by after you guys have your breakfast and clean up camp and leave. Uh, when you spot something uh, in kind of a, a muddy patch of ground, a little off the trail. Oh. Uh, John claude I think we should check that out. What is it? What do you see? Looks like a footprint. A large footprint. Um, do we recognize what it is? If you guys would like, you can make a uh, nature check, and I can maybe tell you more. Uh, nine on nature. 
I hit a also a nine. Uh, you guys look at the track, uh, and you come to the consensus that it big. Uh, it is uh, uh, the footprint that uh, fell in the mud is probably about five feet long. A five foot long footprint. Yep, about five. Okay, feet. so 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 if the footprint is five feet, uh, does it look like a regular footprint, or does it have like claws? Or uh, it seems to have claws. Uh, think of it as uh, uh, like three toes uh, that seem to have like maybe claws at the end of each of those toes, and like a claw in the back. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, somebody was telling us about some giant beast that, uh, was out this way. Oh, you're right. Uh, I don't Uh-oh. remember what it was called, though. Uh, if you guys want, you can make a, uh, intelligence check, and I can, uh, tell you a little bit more about what that thing might have been, or what it was called. Uh, 16 for intelligence. Se- 17. Uh, from what the two of you remember, uh, there is some creature that prowls these woods known as the Devil Soar. Do the tracks look like it's headed in the direction that we are traveling? Uh, kind of. Uh, it seems like it's veering on an angle. It's not following the trail. It seems like it's heading through the woods, and uh, whereas you guys are heading kind of northwest, it seems like it's heading more northeast. Okay. Okay, well, uh, the devil soar. Uh, if this thing is uh, five foot feet, uh, we should stay uh, way farther than that away. Yeah, I don't want to come face to face with that thing uh uh-uh, no so let's uh let's maybe uh avoid these tracks if we can and head in a, in a direction that does not go parallel with them yeah that's a good idea now here's a question do you guys want to remain on the trail uh or do you want to have a, a sharper turn into the like a more west direction away from that footprint trail though it would take you off the 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 main trail Maybe so, for now we can stay on the trail. Um, yeah, because the trail doesn't go. The trail goes, you said, slightly east. Uh, to the uh, goes northwest, whereas the uh, the footprint seems to be heading north. Uh, I'm sorry. The trail goes northwest. Footprints go northeast. Okay, let's stay on the trail. Absolutely. Yeah, and we'll just keep an extra eye out for it. Yes. Sure. Uh, so you guys continue uh, walking along the uh the trail and as you guys do so uh a few more hours pass as you guys are walking through these woods uh and uh every so often ophelia you feel like you hear something kind of echo like a low rumble in the distance but you stop and listen and it doesn't sound very close and so you guys press on uh, when finally you guys, uh, as evening is starting to come upon you, uh, you know, you could maybe walk for another half hour or so, uh, as you look for a good spot to, to camp out, you find what looks to be a previously used campground. Well, I guess we should check it out. Uh, yeah, let's go take a look at it. Looks uh, so. You guys kind of arrive on the edge of of you know whoever had stayed here previously, and you see a few smashed carriages, 
and nobody seems to be around. Uh, how long ago does it seem like this place was used? Investigation check. Natural 20. Wow. That's good. I got a six. <laughs> Ophelia, you look around and ah, it's been a bit. Uh, but uh, uh, Jean-Claude, you take a look at everything. And you feel like this was weeks ago. Maybe even like a month ago. Uh, perhaps a little longer? Uh, your, your estimate is around a month, though, give or take a few weeks. And uh, you see, like, a ring of stones uh, in, like, the center area. Uh, looks like they had, whoever was here had a fire there. Uh, looks like there were tents, but, you know, the, the, the kind of the, the skeletal remains of those tents have been ripped apart. And uh, aside from that, there's a few smashed carriages. And you don't really see any evidence of bodies or anything. Uh, you had a natural 20? Yeah. You see a, a smear of stained, old stained blood on the uh, uh, carriage, as well as some of the, the, the kind of the, the remains of the tents. You think that whoever was here met a grisly end. Can we take a look at the carriages? I'm, I want to see if there was like... Any, any indication as to who these people were? Like, what they were carrying with them? Uh, with a natural 20 from uh, Jean-Claude, uh, it seems like... Uh, well, it almost seems kind of familiar. It looks like uh, some of the gear that uh, uh, that was on hand was the sort of the standard guards uh, uh, insignias of Rayburn Falls that you've seen on... had previously seen on Lysander's stuff. Somebody from Rayburn Falls was here. Uh-oh. Um, do we see devil sore tracks? Uh, survival check. Uh, 22. Uh, 14. With a 14, uh, not that you see. With a 22, it does look like... Uh, uh, they're old, old... Well, I wouldn't say that it seems like old prints so much as uh, whatever smashed the carriages would have to have been real big. Something stepped on them. I think this is our devil's sore. Okay, uh, maybe we um, make camp uh, maybe in a different area if we can, or... Uh... Yeah, let's, I don't want to camp here. Yeah, it's probably a bad idea. If uh, the devil saw was here once, maybe this is his hunting ground, or uh, I don't know. He obviously knows the place. Yeah, let's let's head. Uh... So you said I don't see prints. Just uh, that I can tell it was smashed. Yeah, you don't. It doesn't look like it's been here anytime soon. Uh, you do see the occasional other footprint, you know, like smaller ones, but nothing large like the devil saw seems to stand out to you. Uh, if you guys both could make me uh, uh, perception checks. Uh, that is a 25. Uh, that is a 19. Well, with a 19 and a 25, you guys hear a slight chattering sound. It sounds like, like harsh whispering. It's coming from the uh, like the wood line around the uh, uh, this you know sort of uh, uh, camp area. Do we recognize the type of noise? Like we know what it is. 
Ooh. Uh, what languages do you guys speak? Let's see. I speak common and elvish. Uh, celestial, draconic, orcish. Well, there's one more, but that's all. That's all I have. So I'm, I'm assuming that's it. Uh, it's not a language you're very familiar with. I. Uh, if you guys want, make a an intelligence check, and I can tell you a little bit more. Uh, nature check. Nature. Nature. Okay. Uh, that is a 17 for nature. That's a one. Ooh, second critical fail. <laughs> oh, yes. I. Uh, Ophelia, you feel like you have it. And then uh, just as you're about to, to uh, uh, you know, announce what you think it is, Jean-Claude goes, I know, sounds like Goblinoid. And he holds out his hand just in time for an arrow to go flying through the air and right into his hand. Oh, but I have deflect missiles. Not with a critical fail, my friend. You Damn take, you take uh, three points of automatic damage. Man, so close. Boom, arrow goes into your hand. And you guys... <laughs> Is it the same hand that I carved the stuff in? Uh, no, it's the other hand. Damn it! Sorry. Uh, and you guys hear the chattering of Goblinoid. Uh, both of you go ahead and roll initiative for me. 17. Uh, did my initiative bonus change when we leveled up? I don't think so. Okay, then that is just a 16. So, JCPP, Philia. Awesome. Uh, you guys see, uh, uh, sort of hopping out of the, the woods nearby, are uh, uh, four goblins. Uh, looks like uh, uh, they're sort of laughing and, and chattering amongst themselves about the, uh, the hit. You can't understand Goblinoid, but they seem pretty pleased with themselves. Jean-Claude Pierre-Paul, it is your turn. All right, how far away are they? Uh, they're in the, let's see, the wood line. You're at the, like, near the carriages. I'd say about 60 feet away. Okay, and um, are they all grouped together? They're all pretty close to each other, yeah. All pretty close to each other. I'd say two are next to each other, and then maybe about, like, 10, 15 feet away the other two are. Okay. Um, all right, I am going to get within 30 feet of them. Uh-huh. And I'm going to use two of my key points and use Fist of Unbroken Air. And they have to make a strength strength saving throw. Uh, how many of them? Just two of them or Well, it says um, choose a creature within three, 30 feet of you. So just one so, of them does. So that's one, yeah. Okay. Got to uh, beat a 13. Uh, fail. Okay, poor, so it's going to take... Poor goblin. 3d10. Let's see. 3d10. Uh-huh. It takes uh, 14 damage, and it goes flying... Uh, goes flying 20 feet and becomes prone. 
Well, I have some news for you. It was going to go flying back and become prone anyway, as your fist of unbroken air ragdolls the goblin and goes flying back in the air, and its limp body hits the ground as a blast of like elemental air is just shredded through it. And uh, all the goblins yell out uh, what you presume is either uh, an expletive or a name. It sounds like Korok. Sounds like Korok? It says the word Korok. You don't know if it's a name or an expletive in Goblinoid. You can't tell. One of them is obliterated. Uh, the goblins chat. And then I scream and try to intimidate him and scare him off. I go, ah! Make an intimidation check. <laughs> Let's see this works. <laughs> Oops. That is, it's, it's not going to work. It's a nine. <laughs> the goblins see what happened. They chatter amongst themselves. And you get the distinct impression that they feel like there's no way you could repeat that. Uh, Ophelia, your turn. <laughs> joke's on them. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so Fireball hits everything in a 20-foot radius. If I cast it in the middle of them, can I hit all three that are remaining? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to do that, and they have to make a dexterity saving throw. Dexterity, they're a little better at than strength. Uh, what do they have to get? Uh, hold on. Spells, uh, 13. Uh, ooh. Uh, fail, fail, and, uh, a pass, a success. I don't know if that okay. success will matter, because they're goblins. Uh, <laughs> so, 8d6. description of fireball just double check something uh even the one that jumps out of the way uh is obliterated by the fire and all three of them get turned to cinders as a 20-foot ball of fire explodes in the ground at the tree line oh god where there are bushes uh where there's a big tree uh roll me a d20 uh, there, uh, uh, Ophelia. Well, this is all on you, Ophelia. <laughs> 17. With a 17, it looks like the fire is certainly, it is ignited, though it hasn't spread too quickly. It seems like, uh, maybe recent rain or, or moisture has made it so it's not, you know, like engulfing everything around you. But a, uh, fire has started in the woods. All right. I can actually use my elemental attunement to spray a light mist over everything. Will that put the fires or at least dampen the fires a bit? It'll it'll help for sure. Uh, go ahead and uh, make me a, uh, it's not really a roll involved for it, but uh, go ahead and make me a dexterity check. And uh, Ophelia, is there anything you're doing about this? Um, yeah, I would like to cast uh create water okay oh over 
Yeah, I'll do. All I'll right. do that over like where the where the fire are like is burning. All right. Well, if that happens, if she does create fire, I can control the water. I mean, yeah. So at this point now, the fire starts at the forest, and you guys use up create water as a spell. And with uh, uh, Jean Claude, how do you basically just sort of want to collect the water and then have it like rise back up into the fire or whatever? I can kind. Of, it's basically like telekinesis. I can kind of just like control it. Perfect. So yeah, between the two of you, uh, you guys put out the fire, and it takes you guys maybe about five minutes or so uh, to to extinguish the flames. All right. Cool. Ooh, that was All close. Right. Uh, what was it? I mean, we kind of handled it pretty well. I mean, uh, we kind of handled it uh, pretty well. Uh, you know, we did pretty okay. Well, we do have the great JCPP. That's right, we do. We have the great JCPP uh, to take out one of the enemies. You did the rest of the work, and then a little extra work uh, at the end there. Yeah, I guess that was a, a little much. Something new I picked up, but... Uh... Uh, yeah, the fireball was a good idea. Uh, fireball in the woods, eh, not as good of an idea, but uh, still pretty good. Uh, and so you guys have uh, four dead goblins. Uh, one of which who uh, was just ripped to shreds by wind, but the other three have been burned pretty bad. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Uh, rifle <laughs> through their things and take their stuff. Absolutely. In, uh, uh, investigation checks, the both of you. Uh, 16. Uh, 15. With a 16 and a 15, uh, you guys go looking through stuff. Uh, you guys find... Uh, a uh, short sword, a short bow, uh, like, you know, quiver with arrows. Uh, they're not especially well made, but they, you know, they do the job. Uh, pretty small-sized leather armor. Uh, the ones that had the fireball uh, uh, hit them, their stuff is pretty destroyed and ruined. Uh, though you rifle through their pockets and you find uh, a little bit of chump change on them, uh, you find six gold pieces between the lot of them. Cool. Uh, I would like the short sword, if that's all right. Go for it. All right. Cool. Uh, you can actually have the bow, too, if you want it. All right, cool. I can't shoot it, but all right. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, you can shoot it. You just don't have a proficiency bonus for it. So oh, okay. it's just dexterity. I'll take the the small leather armor. Maybe we can hawk it somewhere. And you get a a a, a leather hauberk of uh, a particularly bad smell uh, coming from the goblin. Uh, if the two of you can make a perception check for me, I'd appreciate it. Twenty three. Um. Uh. Uh, nine, 11. God, my adding is terrible. 11. With an 11, uh, and what did you have, uh, Ophelia? 23. 23. With an 11, uh, you're, you know, putting stuff uh, into your bag. You know, you're not really paying too much attention. With a 23, Ophelia, you hear a, uh, a, you feel a bit of a rumble, and you hear the trees moving a bit. You think something big is coming your way. Oh, what uh, what direction do I think it's coming from? You think it's coming from the uh, the east, maybe southeast. 
JCPP, I think we should start heading uh, well, probably north northwest and very quickly. Uh, okay, yeah, we could uh, do without sleeping tonight uh, and see how it goes uh, as best we can. Well, let's just go on for another hour and see see how we go. Maybe we can put some distance between us and it. Good idea. You okay, guys, let's go. Uh, Ophelia, you feel like that loud stepping in the trees is coming close. Like you, you don't feel like just hitting the road and walking is gonna do the trick. You feel like you either gotta run or hide. Uh, let's. Uh, you wanna hide? I think it's hide. Okay. Stealth checks, the both of you, if you please. That's not bad. Seventeen. Uh, I had a for stealth two. Oh, I, six. I'm sorry. You guys what? have advantage on the stealth check because you have time to find a hiding spot. So oh, roll right. again well, and take a little better. Still seventeen. Twenty-one. The seventeen and a twenty-one. You guys duck into uh, like the the bushes and uh, like a, a, a hollowed out tree. And kind of slide down and get low. And you guys can sort of peek through the, the bushes just a bit to see what's going on. Uh, and you guys feel the rumble of something big step into the area. If you guys want, go ahead and make perception checks with disadvantage as it's a little hard to see. Uh, five. Unnatural 20. With disadvantage? Damn. Yeah. It, well, the first one was a 24. <laughs> Ophelia, uh, it looks like Jean-Claude can't really see especially well. Especially since you guys don't have any lights on and Twilight is kind of on you. Jean-Claude's having a bit of a tough time. Uh, but you sort of peek through the, the bushes just a bit and look up. And you see what looks to be a horrible horrible monster uh make me a nature check once again with disadvantage uh that's a five you don't know what this is it seems reptilian it looks enormous uh it has a giant head with tons of sharp teeth has a long body and a long tail uh the thing is huge the thing is probably 20 feet 30 feet high it has i uh, i uh, sort of like i uh, uh, you know leathery looking scales it has little tiny arms though its arms seem almost vestigial they're they're really little tiny things with two little claws on them uh and don't you don't think it could claw you to hurt you or anything uh, but its head is enormous. And what concerns you the most is that this thing doesn't seem to be alive. It seems to have lots of arrows and bolts, uh, specifically I should say bolts, like crossbow bolts all throughout its head and its body. And one of its eyes is sort of like just gone out of its socket, like melted out or or fallen out or something. And this seems to be a necrotic, a zombified 
Tyrannosaurus Rex. And the thing kind of looks around in the field. And it sniffs a bit. And its head goes down to the goblin on the ground. The one that hasn't been burnt to shreds. And the thing picks up the goblin and chomps into it and splits it to pieces. More pieces than it was in before. And then the blood and body parts and just viscera just sort of slide out of its mouth. Bits of it sort of get swallowed, but you notice that down its throat and into its gut, it just sort of falls out. Whatever hole that's in the bottom of this thing, it just sort of opens into it, goes down its gullet, and then just slides and slops onto the ground. And then the thing sort of stomps off into the, nor- uh, the north. A minute or so passes. And it seems like it's gone. John claude did you see any of that? No. Uh, I heard it. Uh, I heard chomping. I heard uh, thumping. I didn't really see anything. Uh, I, I assume it was the devil sore, but uh, what did it look like? I don't think it was alive. Uh, it, it sounded pretty alive to me. It tried to eat that goblin but it went right through him. He was—he had bolts all through his body. He was missing an eye, but it did, nothing seemed to bother him. A zombie uh, monster? I don't know, but... I mean, zombies are still... able to interact with the world. I don't know what that is, that, it, that whatever he's eating is falling right through him. Very strange. If you want, Ophelia, you can make a religion check. You know, uh, as a... Uh, Cleric, you know a bit more about the undead, I would imagine. That is an unnatural 20. Yeah, you think that that was a zombified... Now, you don't know what type of animal it is, but from the description, you know, it seems like a zombified Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, You think that whatever damage was done to its body uh, made it so that, uh, like, there's, like, a big gaping hole in its, like, bottom, and so when it, like ate the goblin, it just sort of slid right through him and then fell out the bottom of his body. So it's a, so it's a lie. It didn't pass. So, oh, so it didn't pass through him. It like, it went inside him and then came out. Yeah. Yeah. It went inside him, slid down its, its zombie throat and then fell out a hole at the bottom of the T-Rex. Maybe it is a zombie. Okay. Well, did it go away? I don't hear, well, I guess, do I hear, I know it's off in the distance, but do I hear it anymore? No, you don't hear it. It's, uh, and I honestly, it, it's, I wouldn't say stealthy necessarily, but like, it's kind of quiet. It, it didn't really make a ton of noise, but, uh, as far as that goes, it went to the north. Okay. Uh, well, we still need to camp. Uh, maybe we do camp here since it's already been here. Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, I guess we might as well. Okay. And you guys uh, set up camp. And I'd imagine you're doing as you have before, Jean-Claude taking first watch? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you guys eat your kind of meager meals. Uh, and go ahead and uh, so knock off rations for the day, of course. But uh, otherwise, Jean-Claude, I'm looking for a D20 roll. Oh, yeah. 
15. Wonderful. And uh, make a perception check for me. That is a six. With a six, you listen, and uh, you don't hear... You maybe hear, like, a, a, a loud, like, noise in the distance that kind of echoes through the air, the night air. But aside from that, nothing seems very close to you guys. Time passes. Okay. And uh, Ophelia arises from her uh, trance. Anything happen? Nope, I didn't hear a thing. Uh, nothing crazy at all. I guess that's good. Well, it's not bad. It's better than a uh, giant uh, zombie monster. That's true. I will. I'll take quiet over a zombie monster. Yeah. All right. So uh, I guess put the chain in the pots up, and uh, we do this again. Yep. So I take the pot, and I, I just realized I have some buckets. So I put a bucket in front too. Wonderful. The chain. <laughs> not sure why you have a bucket, but that's all right. Uh, it's coming to use now. I uh, you I. Uh, uh, place a bunch of stuff at the, uh, you know, uh, uh, what should we call it? The entrance to the tent. Yeah, entrance to the tent. Thank you. Uh, and uh, Ophelia, go ahead and roll me a d twenty. That is a natural twenty. Slick. And uh, go ahead and make me a perception check. That is a fourteen. With a fourteen, you keep watch, and it's peaceful. Nothing comes out at you. Uh, you listen, you, you keep an eye on the, uh, uh, the, you know, uh, tent and everything, uh, but, yeah, uh, it seems like, uh, everything's fine. Hours pass, the sun rises, and Jean-Claude, you wake up, and you don't have any other marks on you. You don't really remember any dreams, whether they were bad or good. They, you know, sort of just blurred in your mind. Well, that's good. And so you guys are now ready to traverse about the day. I think we should put some distance between us in this area. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Let's uh, take the trail, head north, although the monster went north too. So uh, we should probably watch out. I agree. I'll keep watch. So Ophelia is going to roll perception for the day, and uh, Jean Claude, if you wouldn't mind rolling uh, survival to find your way, uh, twenty-four for perception. Uh, survival to find our way is an eight. With an eight, you have a decent idea of where you're going. The trail kind of blends into the woods here and there, and it's a little harder to to find your way. I, uh, but hours pass, and I. Uh, you guys arrive uh, on a kind of a strange scene. The woods sort of start to fade a bit, and you find yourselves uh, on the outskirts of a ruined city. And you think that you've arrived at that town you were told of, this village of Squallfire. Oh, I bet this was that place that was attacked by goblins. Yes, well, obviously the goblins are still kind of in the area. We sort of annihilated them earlier um we should probably keep an eye out there's probably more goblins around although weren't we told i thought they said the goblins weren't a problem around here anymore well the devil sword is also around maybe that's keeping the goblins away 
Oh, that could be. So the goblins may still be here if the devil sword is not around. Mm, I, yeah, I guess we should be careful when we're walking through here. Yeah, let's keep an eye out. Uh, Ophelia, uh, you spot in the distance, as you guys are kind of talking at the edge of the uh, the tree line, you see in the uh, the midst of the uh, the you know kind of destroyed city, and it's long since been destroyed. You know, it's it's you know mostly rubble. Uh, you do see uh, what looks to be a uh, tent, and you think you see movement in the distance. You think that there's somebody who set up camp, uh, uh, further into this uh, village. John Claude, who do you think would ever set up a camp in this kind of place? I don't know. Uh, who would set up a camp in a uh, deserted camp covered in uh, giant animal tracks? Well, that's a fair point. <laughs> All right. We should probably go see who that is, though. They might be in trouble. Well, they're in a tent. I don't know if they're necessarily in trouble. Uh, maybe we should. Uh, well, I guess if they're in a tent, they're probably not hiding. So, yeah, let's go see what's, see, see what's up. And you guys walk up, and you guys aren't stealthing or sneaking up or anything? Nope. No. And you guys, uh, uh, you know, walk yourselves up, and uh, maybe a few moments later, as you're maybe about, like, 60 feet away from the tent, uh, a figure steps out and uh, seems to have kind of a stern look on his face. Uh, if you guys want, make an initiative check. <laughs> Uh, or not initiative, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that probably scared the piss out of you. Uh, <laughs> Damn it! We should have stealth. Uh, no, make a uh, uh, insight, not initiative. <laughs> oh, that's better. Okay, uh, 22 for in insight. Uh, uh, nine. <laughs> oh, I'm so funny. Uh, with a Hilarious. nine, with a nine, it seems like this guy is is has kind of a, a stern look on his face. I. Uh, Ophelia, you feel like the uh, uh, this guy has heard strangers walking up to his little camp, and you think that he's kind of on edge. Uh, you guys see a dragonborn. Uh, dragonborn uh, with brass scales uh, comes out of the tent, and he kind of puts his hand on a uh, 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 battle axe at his side, uh, and sort of looks at the two of you who are walking up, and uh, he says, "Strangers, uh, how can I help you?" We mean you no harm, my friend. Go ahead. I was going to say, "Hi, sir. We're just traveling through, and we noticed your tent, and we're wondering what anyone was doing out here in this desolate place." He kind of looks you guys over, and you think that he gets the uh, the notion that you guys don't mean any harm or anything. And he takes his hand off the battle axe, uh, and he says, uh, yes, uh, you're welcome to stay at this camp. It's uh, quite a bit safer here than it is out there. Out there, meaning uh, to the south? Uh, well, uh, I, I don't know if you've seen it. There's a large, horrible creature that's been prowling these woods. <laughs> uh, it doesn't seem to come to this uh, abandoned village, and so this is as safe as area as any. It seems like it just sort of circles through those woods otherwise. Oh, we've run into it. Uh, we've seen uh, the giant zombie monster. 
Oh, well. Come on in. Take a seat. You'll, if you're looking to avoid that thing, you'll likely be here a while. Fair Why's that? Well, it doesn't come here, but it has been circling around in those woods. Uh, I don't know quite a bit about it, but uh, uh, I've been doing a little bit of research in this area uh, anyhow. And so, I mean, so long as it doesn't come here, it suits my needs. Uh, what is your name? My name is Thucydides. Thucydides. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. And your name? I am uh, Jean-Claude Pierre Paul. You may have heard of me. I don't know. I am... Uh... Got a bit of a repu- bit of a reputation. Yes, I have heard of you. Uh, tournament fighter, uh, arena fighter, is that right? That's correct. Yes, gladiator, JCPP. He nods. He looks to you. I, uh, uh, Ophelia, do you uh, introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Ophelia. He says, I'm afraid I don't know you, Ophelia. Uh, your reputation does not precede you quite like uh, Mister Paul's does. I. Uh, Oh, yes, my name is Thucydides. Uh, I'm doing research in this area. Uh, me and a uh, companion have been uh, looking into a mysterious tower that may or may not exist in this area. What do you mean may or may not exist? Well, clearly there's no tower in this village, uh, but a lot of research we have looked into shows that there should be a tower here. Uh, we think it might be in another dimension. What's in the tower that you're looking for? Well, uh, there's a certain treasure uh, that has been lost to my family for some time. Uh, The family, I don't know if they'll put it to the best use, so I need to make sure that uh, uh, I obtain it before any others do. And so I've enlisted the aid of uh, someone else I've met in this area who's also looking to do the same. And who might that be? And you guys suddenly get a feeling that someone's right behind you. And as you whirl around, you see a black cloaked figure. And you can't see the face. It seems like the cloak blocks their face. Uh, or or maybe there's something blocking your vision. It seems like a sh- this shadowy figure in a black cloak is standing before you. And says, with a fairly effeminate voice... My name is Pyralis. Perhaps you could be of some assistance to us. And that's no, I mean, where... We're already... That's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.